Blog Talk Hello. Radio. Hey, it's me. We're live. Welcome to the Coco Express Network. Talk radio that informs. Talk radio that inspires. Talk radio that enlightens. Talk radio for us all. Hey everybody, it is me, and it is Saturday, the, hmm, let me see if I can get the date right, it's the 10th of September, 2016, yes, the 10th of September, 2016, um, the, you know, the premise of this whole show is to congratulate one of the most phenomenal um, athletes that I've seen in a long time, and um, what's really interesting is how I how much I really enjoy seeing athleticism at its at its best, and when you have the Olympics, you you get to see it displayed at the highest level. And I really enjoyed my time sitting in front of my TV set, not moving, to go anywhere to watch the Olympics. And the Olympics is a way that you know you are able these athletes, each one of them, are able to serve the country, and they work so hard. And some of them, their careers are extended for. Um, you know, years without any other outside activities, just so that when this time comes, they can perform and be able to show their best and and show their country their best and show other countries their best. And that's one of the most beautiful things, you know, and tomorrow, 9-11 is another significant time in our history here in, you know, in America. And that's when the um, terrorist attacks happened down in the Wall Street area and I also happen to be there for that. And I have to tell you, I have to give um, the utmost respect to a lot of the first responders. I saw them in action. I saw what they did. And I have to tell you that it was crazy and it was unfortunate the way things went. And it changed everyone's lives and mine included. That's why I'm here with you live doing the Coco Express now because my life was changed behind that particular incident. But let's get back to the most amazing part of our day, and that is to welcome a Miss Tori Bowie. I tell you, she is just an amazing, phenomenal person, and she is probably um, someone that I kind of I, I like a lot. I have to say I really like her a lot. And we're just going to spend time getting to know her and getting to know what life is like for her today. So please allow me the opportunity to bring to you this amazing, phenomenal athlete and young woman, Miss Tori Bowie. Hello. Hi. 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 How are you? I'm doing great. <laughs> you are. Uh-huh. I have I to am. tell you, I am just so honored to have you on the show. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> You you are quite welcome. You know, it was so, I mean, I have to tell you, I sat in front of the TV set and did not move, okay, watching the Olympics. <laughs> <laughs> I did not move. I saw everything I could see because I'm an old track head. So, you know, track uh-huh. and field was my thing. And I was a sprinter when I was younger. So I was like, I'm not moving. People were calling me and they're like, what are you doing? I said, watching the Olympics, leave me alone. 
had a mouthful right there. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, but I have to tell you, you really caught my eye. And, you know, I know that they do the the mini bios on each and every, you know, one of the athletes that they showcase. And your story was just so phenomenal. And I would like for you to share that with our listeners. Okay. Um, I could do my very best. <laughs> um, um, so are we going to like, is this like an actual interview? Or? We are live and we're having a conversation and dialogue. So that's how this show works. We have a conversation and okay. dialogue and we just talk. All righty, let's do it then. Yeah, just think of me as your aunt, Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, like, I understand that you know you came up in like the foster care environment, correct? Right. And well, I, mean, I did come up in a foster care environment, but you know, I was so young that I I can't actually remember the experience mm-hmm. while being there. Okay. Okay. And you wound up with your grandmother. Right. So my right. grandmother, yeah, correct. You're absolutely correct. Okay. Yeah, I, I understand the, the, that dynamic because as I was growing up, I had my mom and everything, but I also had my grandmother. And that's a whole different dynamic when you have your grandmother in your life. You you learn right. stuff that you never would have learned because they come from a different era. So they can teach you some things that you probably would not have been exposed to. I agree with you. I, I, I mean, on a day-to-day basis, I'll be like, I mean, I tell anyone, I'm like, I'm, I'm very thankful that, you know, my grandmother raised me. You know, growing up, I was, you know, a little confused. I didn't understand, you know, why mm-hmm. I didn't have both my mother and my father. But, you know, right now, you know, at the age of 26, um, I'm thankful for my situation. Yes. Okay. And I, and I do get that. I had, um, you know, growing up, my grandmother, she was in, well, she was very important to me in my life. Uh-huh. And um, I would sit and ask questions because, you know, she was born in 1901. So I was like, well, what was it like there? Did people talk? You know, I was, I was stupid. So, <laughs> so I would ask stupid questions, but she took the time out and, you know, to educate me on what life was like then so that when I grew, you know, got older, I could understand how to be who I needed to be later on. Right. Yeah, and that was, you know, kind of important. So how did you wind up getting involved in sports? What what put you in that direction? It was more of, like, sports overall, I would say that it was my uncle, um, just simply because, and my cousins, you know, growing up in the country, we didn't have much to do. And, you know, mm-hmm. it was just basically my lifestyle, my entire life, just, you know, playing basketball with them or we're racing or, you know, we're, we're always into sports. And that's just basically how I got into it. My, my entire life has been around it. Okay, that's excellent. And um, what was the sport that you thought that you were good at then? Basketball. So <laughs> I started out with basketball. And I absolutely loved it, was in love with it. 
and my basketball coach made it mandatory for me to join the track team, and that's how I start. That's how I got involved with track, track and field. Okay. Did he make it mandatory for you to join the track team to get your speed up for basketball? Well, she was. She's a lady. Um, mm-hmm. I was coached by a lady, and you know the school was so tiny. The school was so tiny. Um, graduation class had forty-four people. And, you know, we didn't have enough people <laughs> to make, you know, both a track team and a basketball team. You know, mm-hmm. so my basketball coach at the time, she said, well, she was she was in charge of the track. She was going to be in charge of the track team as well. So, you know, she just basically made it mandatory for her entire basketball team to, to uh, compete in track and field. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> so you come from, so Sam Hill is really, really small, right? Extremely small. It's okay, because I'm from class of forty-four people. <laughs> forty-four. Yeah, yeah. Because when I graduated, it was what, what, um, seventeen thirty-five or something like that. One thousand seven hundred thirty-five. So you know. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was huge. So forty-four people. Okay, I've been to. Jacksonville, Mississippi, I think that's what it's called. Well, maybe you've been to Florida because Jacksonville is no, yeah, Jacksonville, Florida. Florida, but it's I've been to Mississippi. I forgot what it was called exactly where because I was in New Orleans and we drove down into Mississippi, and I was in Mississippi and I'm a New Yorker, so you know I was in culture shock, right? Oh no! Especially <laughs> <laughs> if you was coming from New York. Oh yeah. Yes. I was in culture shock. All I saw was grass and land and land and land and road. I didn't see buildings, and I was I was a, a little afraid. Right. Yeah, I can so, understand that. I mean, coming from New York, I understand it. So now you have had what was it like being at the Rio Games? What was that experience like for you? Um, just. Being Rio, I mean, I feel like I feel like the media um, portrayed it to be way worse than what it actually was. Okay. And um, you know, I, so I kind of like from here in the media, I kind of prepared myself for the worst conditions possibly <laughs> possible. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. you know, once I actually got over there, the experience was much much better than I expected it to be. Okay. Um, I mean, oh, okay. I think everything was, it was beautiful there. It was beautiful. I mean, I feel yeah. like they didn't have much to offer, you know, um, like the U.S., you know, as far as, you know, all the stores and, you know, everything being, you know, being so close. Mm-hmm. But, um, but, you know, we don't have to go so far out, you know. Um, mm-hmm. But it was beautiful there. Okay. Yeah, they showed us a lot of, um, you know, the scenery and stuff. But my big thing is food. How was the food? Oh my gosh! Nothing. They have no fattening there. It seems like everything is natural. Okay. Um, so from from what I see, it seems like a lot of people lost lost weight while they were there. I did for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I was pretty upset about that. But um, but but yes. Wow. I mean, the food was. It was. It was. I don't know what to say about it. It was just healthy. No okay. Fattening. That's. Good. Well, I think we could all learn a lot from their diet. Uh, we sure can, but, you know, after two or three days, I mean, that's enough. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 
It's so, like, okay, can I please get some fattening now? Can I please get something, you know? <laughs> everything was baked. Yeah. Oh, well, you you know, as soon as you got off that plane and you hit back home, you can get into all the grease you want to. Right. <laughs> and I think that was uh, that's what I was looking forward to the most. I, that's really? what I was looking forward to the most, coming home and, yes, going home to eat. Okay. Yeah. I can understand that. Now, you... They they are saying that you were virtually unknown. You know, that's what the media is saying. But we, you know, people who are actually in, involved in, you know, watching and, and viewing track and field, you're not unknown. Um, so it's really interesting to hear that. But what has your life been like since you've returned home from the Olympics? My life has been moving extremely fast. Everything is like... I mean, I'm just, you know, I've been back and I'm just like trying to extend my brand, you know, mm-hmm. just trying to do some modeling and some acting and some, I'm just like extending, like, you know, just trying to take advantage of all my opportunities right now. And, mm-hmm. you know, I'm still in New York, like as we speak right now, um, it's a Tuesday. Um, I mean, I've entered a few fashion shows while I've been here and, um, uh-huh. I mean, everything has just been amazing. It's like everything that I dreamed of is like, you know, it's in reality at the moment. Okay, that's beautiful because I saw you Adidas, um, the Adidas campaign that they did where you talked about, you know, how track saved your life. Um, Mm -hmm. You are featured in magazines, you know, nationally syndicated magazines and all these different things that are going on. And I have to ask you, um, did you ever imagine your life being like it is now? I say two years ago. Well, um, not so fast. Not like not in the amount of time that it's happened. I remember. Mm-hmm. I mean, my entire life, I was like, I've always told my family, like, I've always told my family that I'm going to be on TV one day and I'm going to get a chance to tell my story. And, you know, it's happening now, but I didn't actually expect it to happen so fast. Like, we've only been into this about two years now. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, yeah. That is amazing. Now, what I wanted to ask you was, you know, being an athlete, is it has its upsides and its downsides. Um, right. And I wanted to ask you, when did you know that this was it, that you had finally hit your, your, your stride, you know, you had finally hit the point where you knew you were going to make it as an athlete. And then also, what was the, go ahead. You know, well, you never know that you're going to actually make it. You never Mm -hmm. know. Um, I mean, it's just all about, you got to just, everything for me has just been like based off faith. Mm -hmm. Everything has been based off faith because you, yeah, you never can. yeah, Yeah. I don't know what to say about that. But you everything have a feeling all about everything has just been all about believing and just mm-hmm. having that faith that, you know, great things are going to happen. OK. Well, do you ever get like a little a little inkling that I think it's going to happen? No, ma'am. My my mindset is I know it's going to happen. Oh, OK. <laughs> Whoa, excuse me. Yes, I never have any doubt. If I'm okay. trying to accomplish something, there's no doubt there. I mean, I'm absolutely all in. Like, I'm, and I believe mm-hmm. myself 100%. It's like, for if example. No doubt there. Oh, then that's, that's a beautiful thing. 
because you know there may have been like for my for my example there may have been a time I was doing something and I was just having the worst day ever ever and I'm sitting there going oh boy am I doing the right thing is this the right road for me to go you know and then the next day it's a whole different thing and I'm like you know what you were thinking stupid yesterday so now you're back on track and everything but mm-hmm. you know have you ever had a moment where you you doubted anything you know what I have I have um it just doesn't last long mm-hmm. you know um I feel like when I have those moments I feel like I have a great team you know, um, to like just get me back on the right track. So okay. when I have my moments like that, it doesn't it doesn't last long at all. <laughs> oh, that's that's um, excellent. Yeah, my team kind of like get me back on the right track in no time. Okay, now what do you do in your spare time for fun? You know, in your downtime. I'm hanging out with my friends. <laughs> so I'm not when I'm not working. Um, I'm with my friends, and to me, every day is a celebration. Every morning that we wake up, we should celebrate. Okay. All right. <laughs> yes. We should be thankful. A, yeah. Yes, that's a beautiful thing. See, it's so interesting because my daughter is the same age as, as you are, and, and and you're cracking me up because she says the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, but that's beautiful. So, your time in New York, what have you done in New York, and what has been the most um, fun thing you've experienced since you've been in New York? Well, I've done I've done a fashion show, um, and mm-hmm. his, the designer name was, was it Telfar? Telfar, um, T-E-L-F-A-R. Mm-hmm. Um, and I enjoyed that one the most. I enjoyed that one the most simply because he, he made a piece, and he basically made it because the face-off idea from – what Sojo used to wear, or what Sojo used to compete in, mm-hmm. and um, and I actually got the opportunity, I got the chance to actually, you know, wear the piece during his show. Mm. Okay. Yeah, so it was like, yeah, it was like a huge honor for me to even be able to, you know, wear the piece. So that's been my my favorite moment so far. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Have you have you been able to taste all the different types of food that New York offers? Um, I'm not really sure if I've actually experienced like the real New York and food yet. Okay. <laughs> so okay. Have you this. have you been to Harlem? No, we're actually going there in the morning. We're going to have brunch there tomorrow. Okay. Are you going? Mm-hmm. Where are you going for brunch? Because I know um the Red Rooster is really nice. The Red Rooster. Yes. Um. Do we know where we're going tomorrow for brunch? She's suggesting the Red. A red rooster tomorrow. Okay. Well, I'm not <laughs> sure we're going for brunch yet. Yeah. <laughs> well, we haven't decided. Yeah, brunch or lunch. I mean, it's, you know, that well, the chef Marcus Samuelson, that's his restaurant, and that's in Harlem. He has two of them. And it's not too far okay. from the Apollo Theater. So, I mean, the food right. there, I've done some crazy stuff and, and, and eating in there. And I have to tell you, I have licked the plate ladder, literally licked the plate. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll have to try that one for sure. Yeah, I was sitting there and it was like, "Did you enjoy the? Did you enjoy the sandwich?" I'm like, uh, "What do you think?" My plate was completely clean. So. 
So that's great. You know, I have this, you know, like I said, I really enjoyed your performance at the Olympics. And as I said earlier in the show, that, you know, there are various ways that we can serve our country. And you got the opportunity to serve your country by showing, you know, using your best talent and your skill, which was your athleticism. And from my perspective, and this is just from my perspective, I think that the women, the USA women, went out there and turned it out in such a manner that all little girls that were watching you are now inspired to want to be like you. So you have become like their heroes (laughs) and their, their role models. And that is just so fabulous because, you know, there was a time when sports wasn't something that was readily available. Right. So how does that make you feel? Well, you say that I'm an inspiration to the to the young, you know, the youth, but I feel mm-hmm. like, you know, they're more inspiring to me, you know, um, to even to even have, you know, to even think, you know, have a thought like to even think that someone is looking up to you, you know, it just it inspires me to want to do more. It inspires oh. me to want to be better. It, you know, it motivates me, give me, you know, give me an extra drive. So um, that's why I say um, I think it definitely go both ways. Okay. So when do you go back to training? I officially start in November. Okay. For oh. indoor. No, ma'am. So I, I start oh. my base training. So I basically, like, I completely start over. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, so I start back in November. Maybe the first oh. week of November. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, right around Thanksgiving. Hmm, interesting. <laughs> <laughs> my mind revolves around food, so, yeah. <laughs> so that's really cool. So you have all this time to kind of, like, um, build your brand. And what other areas are you um, venturing into um, while you're building your brand? Whatever comes. Um, mm-hmm. whatever, whatever comes our way, we're going to try to take advantage of it. Um, with oh. the modeling and the acting and, you know, hopefully some, a few makeup lines. Hopefully we're, that's, that's, that's one of my major goals. I want to be okay. able to model for one of the major makeup lines, Revlon or, you know, um, CoverGirl okay. or, you know, somewhere in there. Somewhere oh, in yes. Mm-hmm. You do have a beautiful face and your skin is just, I mean, gorgeous. So I don't see why it can't happen. <laughs> <laughs> So hopefully so they're we'll listening and make it happen for you because, I mean, and <laughs> are you still in communication with the other members of the USA team? Well, not so far. Um, mm-hmm. I may, we may be another opportunity to um, see one another on the 28th. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we, we have, we're supposed to go, we get an opportunity to go, to go meet Obama. Um, and oh, that's supposed okay. to take place on the 28th this month. Mm-hmm. That must be exciting for you. Really? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that 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 is going to be because I mean he's such a charismatic person. Him and the first lady, they are both charismatic oh, people. Oh, so you've had an opportunity to meet him already? No, I have not had the opportunity to meet him, but I've worked on several projects and I've heard hello? some. Hello, can you hear me? Hello. Are you there? Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. Hello. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Hello. 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 
we run through so many issues in regards to this particular segment and show sometimes it's just unbelievable. We're going to try to see if we can get her back and I can get my mic back to work and everything because, okay, let's see if this works now. Can you hear me? Hello? I'm not sure what happened. I'm I'm here. I'm on. Can you hear me? Yeah, I'm right here. Okay. Okay, I can hear you. Now, it's something wrong with, with um one of my microphones, so I have the backup, so we're good. Okay. Yeah, I'm like, I'm always prepared. <laughs> but anyway, um, no, I haven't had the opportunity to personally meet him, but I've worked on several projects in regards to some things, and the people that I worked with, they had a, some wonderful things to say, so you're really going to enjoy your time there. Okay, I'm I'm so looking forward to it. Yes, 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 yes. And, you know, I think it's a, it's just, it's just an amazing time for you. And it's an amazing time for you to enjoy all the opportunities that are just kind of thrown at you because you've earned it. This is, you've earned it. This is yours. (laughs) Now, it it is, you don't have to laugh about it. It is, you can take it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Now, if you have something to say to any of our young folks out there who are listening, what would you say to them? Mm. So to our youth? Yes. Um, I just keep it simple and I just tell them that um I guess there's never it's it's no limit to you know, to what we're capable of doing. So we should never set limits for ourselves. Okay. Okay. I'm talking about being hot and cold now. <laughs> I'm sorry. Now, that's okay. Um, the other thing that I wanted to ask you, and this is um, a question that I ask a lot of my guests that come on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, what would the Tory today tell the younger Tory? Can you repeat that one? You want me to go to the car? Can you repeat that one? Yes. What would the Tory today, knowing all that you know today, tell the younger Tory, um, the 10-year-old, 11-year-old Tory? Okay. The 10-year-old, 11-year-old Tory. I would probably simply say, you know, no matter what comes your way, no matter what obstacles, you know, you may face, be content. I, because I, I've actually learned that you know it's a lot of things that we have control over in our lives. It's a lot of things that we don't have control over, and you know I'm, I'm slowly, you know, I'm learning. I'm slowly realizing that, and that you know we just need to be content in every situation that that occurs. Okay, that is amazing. That those are some very wise words because there are some people who are way in their fifties and sixties who didn't get that yet. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but you, I'm I'm 26. It's taken me 26 years to learn that, you know. No matter, you know, no matter what is going on, you know, be content. Mm-hmm. And I mm-hmm. just, I just feel like my life has, uh, my life is taking me in a different direction, you know, because that's what I'm learning to do. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Okay. It's like, yeah, yes, yes. So you change your mindset, your whole world will change. Oh, you know what? 
your your mind controls what you want to do. Your mind controls your body. Your mind controls your life. <laughs> so mm-hmm. the way you think and the way you speak, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. We, we control our lives. We control our lives by the way we think. Okay, I get that. I I I, I do understand that, and you're absolutely right. I mean, right. things happen I mean, in your life, and you want to cry, and you want to, you know, you want to, you know, you want to cry about it, and you want to, you know, be negative about what's going on. That's, I mean, that's how that's the that's that's what direction your life is going to go into. Mm-hmm. You know, you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna think negative thoughts. But if but if if something's negative in your life, and you're like, oh my God, I'm about to overcome this. You know, nothing is really happening right now. You know, nothing nothing new is under the light, you know, underneath the sun. Mm-hmm. You know, if you think that way, you know what I'm saying, nothing can stop mm-hmm. you. Yes, I, I, I completely agree with you. And I'm the one that's always, I guess you could say the awkward one. So when something feels mm-hmm. awkward <laughs> to me, I know that. I'm like, if this is feeling awkward, I must be grown because I'm out of my comfort zone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So that's the way I look at things. If it's feeling awkward, that means I'm growing. So, and every awkward moment that I have is a learning lesson, and I just take it and and, and grow with it. So I understand right. exactly what you mean. I exactly. So you have a a degree in psychology, correct? Right. Right. What are you gonna do with Which that? I don't plan on using. <laughs> <laughs> Because I would definitely have to go back to school, and I'm not sure if that's what I want to do with my life right now. Okay. So, okay. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Well, at least it gives you the perspective on, you know, the people that you're dealing with. You can kind of gauge them based on the little the, 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 um, understanding and education that you have. You know, I to a certain extent, I feel like it's an advantage, especially, you know, in track and field and just life in general. It's definitely a benefit. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes, yes. I can attest to that because you have a psychology degree, and there may be some things that may hit somebody else, and you'll look at them like, well, why are you acting like that? Because it's not it's not that, it's this. It's not It's not you, it's them. Right. So you have right. that <laughs> You have a great advantage, and I've had an amazing time talking to you. It's just, for me, like I said, it's an honor because, like I said, you, you know, what you did for us and what you showed each and every one of us was just how much hard work and perseverance can can do for you, and the rewards for, for hard work are just so amazing. And I just want to say thank you. We all want to say thank you. Thank you. I enjoyed every moment. Glad you did. And if you ever want to come back and tell us about the amazing experiences that you have had, you're more than welcome to come back. And as far as the food, New York's food is crazy. If you ever make it to Cat's Deli, which is down on Delancey Street, you can get Mm -hmm. a pastrami sandwich that you can probably eat off for a week. Oh, my God. I think think I've actually... (laughs) I've had one of those. <laughs> okay. <laughs> She's talking about the pastrami sandwiches. Yeah, I've tried one of those. Yes, you can eat off of those for a week at Cat's Deli. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I've eaten there. There's another. There are so many different places. You have Sylvia's in Harlem. Um, uh, like I said, the um, Red Rooster, Amy Ruth's. Those are all like soul food restaurants. But you're from Mississippi, so 
the soul food you may get here may not compare to what you get at home. Um, it for sure won't compare. No, no it won't. <laughs> not it even won't. close. <laughs> not you, even close. It won't. No, it won't. My mom was from South Carolina, and so we would take her to these different restaurants, and she would be mad at us. She's like, I could have cooked this at home. Why did you make me come out? So, you know, that's something to keep in mind. But some of the other restaurants have some amazing foods for you to try and stuff. So enjoy your time in New York and just eat your way. I mean, you're welcome. So, But don't eat the hot dogs, okay? Okay, no hot dogs. I got you. No, don't eat the hot dogs. (laughs) I won't even ask why. (laughs) Thank you so much. I won't so even ask you have an, uh, just to put it like this, a truck sits in the street, and the owner of the truck sits in the street with the truck all day. Oh, okay, I got you. Okay. <laughs> and you got a million people walking by the truck. There you go. <laughs> so I stay away from hot dogs. So. But like I said, enjoy yourself. Have an amazing time. This is your time. I, I like I said, thank you so much. And you're more than welcome to thank come you. back. And if people wanted to follow you, can they follow you on Twitter, Instagram, and sure. like that? And yep, on Twitter at Tori Bowie. Oh, okay, yeah. great. Okay, great. <laughs> so you have a good time. Enjoy your time and have an amazing, amazing time in New York. Okay. All righty. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye bye. All right. Okay, everyone was Tori Bowie. She is um, an Olympian, a medalist. She's won gold, silver, and bronze. We had the opportunity to just chat, and that is exactly what it is that I wanted to do, to be able to have the opportunity to just chat with her, because her performance was phenomenal at the Olympics, and it didn't come overnight. There's a lot of work involved with this kind of performance and stuff. And the amazing thing about what she did and what she's doing And her mindset is that she's moving forward and she's pushing forward. And as I tell you each and every time that we have um, our meetings together when we do the show, um, it's really important for you to follow your dreams. And it's important for you to follow your dreams, not someone else's. You can't hitch a ride onto someone else's wagon thinking that that's going to give you what it is. You are destined to do and be what you are destined to do and be. They are destined to do and be what they are destined to do and be. And your calling is different from theirs. So, therefore, you have to really go within yourself and figure out exactly what that is and then start working on it. And a little bit every day is fine as long as you're working on it, working towards it. There is no age limit as to when you can or should stop following your dreams. You start when you start and you continue to follow and finish that dream. And the other important components of, you know, living your dreams and following your dreams is taking care of yourself. It's really important that you take care of yourself. Your mind, your body, your spirit, those are all things that you need to address so that you can be able to be the best you possible. So with that, I always tell you, take care of yourself because if you don't take care of yourself, you're not going to be good for anyone else. So be well and God bless. And we will be back again the show on um, Tuesday, I believe it is Tuesday, uh, the 13th, and we will be back again on uh, Wednesday. So we're having two amazing people come on the show. And if I could just 
get my computer to work because it's not working to get to the outro. That would be great. But I can always edit this when I'm doing the editing of the show at the end. So I want to tell each and every one of you, I had an amazing time, and I am so grateful for the fact that you come and you join me and you sit with me and we chit-chat and have all this fun. Because had it not been for you, I wouldn't be here doing what I do. And guess what? I found it. I found it. So on that note, please, please, please join me because we've got some phenomenal shows coming up, and I just want you to be a part of it. Oh, and if you know anyone who's interested in coming on the show October 1st, uh, Dr. Linder is going to do a show on natural hair and relationships. How does how do men feel about natural hair, um, women's natural hair? So she wants to get an idea on a clue because she's heard so much stuff in that regard. So people, it's been real. I got to go. You have an amazing weekend, and we'll be back again on Tuesday.